Let's go back to Pasik Chavhei. Lachem Beis, Perich Chav Gimel, Pasik Chavhei. These Psukim and the ones we're going to see today in Divrei Yamim are going to give us a description of the end of the Malchus, which we will then discuss Be'iyan, the Pasik, which we actually should have a lot of Hanar reading because it's one of the most upbeat at the end of Malach and Beis, which we saw last week. That's a reference to the money he gave back for any suffix, Svex Veka, that maybe he made a mistake in his younger years in the Din Terah, which he was not Mechiv to do clearly. We discussed last week at length the Radak. Mesudas David was the mean Achrov lo kam kamayu, and there was nobody before him. What was with Chizkiyahu Amelach and also Yashafat and the other great kings and the contrast. So move on to Chavav Ach lo Yashav Hashem Mecharen Apa Hagadol. Now the other news: Ach lo Yashav Hashem Mecharen Apa Hagadol, Asher Chara Apa BeYehuda Al Kol Ha Kaasim Asher Hech Isai Menashe. Again, surprising for those of us who have learned that there are many shittas, perhaps most shittas, the Manasha did tshuva, the tshuva is accepted, he went to Alam Haba, and is perhaps the head of the chamber of the Bali tshuva. And despite all that, he apparently couldn't undo what transpired and what he caused, and he is somewhat blamed for it. How you miyash of that with being the head of the chamber in Alam Haba for Bali tshuva, as the example of a Samuel about tshuva, we have no idea. It's, that's why I'm, I'm repeating it. It's hard to understand. The Pasuk is telling you the godless of Yeshio Amelech and Chafei, and then Chavav is more than pointing out that it's not going to work completely, not going to avoid the Churban, and Hashem is not Shav Michar and Apa Gadol, Asher Chara Apa Yehuda. Remember, the Esau Seshvatim are no longer here. It's only Yehuda. And the remnants, the Esau Seshvatim, that are in their villages, but very few, and Benyamin. It's called under Yehuda's banner, Al Kol HaKaosim Esher Chisa Menashe. And instead of just saying that Al Kol HaKaosim Esher Chisa, which would have been an apt description of what's going on in the last Kufa, up and down, it pins it on Menashe, which is significant per what we were discussing right before the Shir. Sometimes certain things are set into motion and they come back to haunt we hope most often than not they weren't that bad and that tshuva is tshuva and Yom Kippur is final and it doesn't come back to haunt. But here it did. So it's, it's a pella, it's frightening, and sounds like a bit of a riot to the other Mount Menashe, but we don't want to have nightmares and Rabbi Echanan and other Amorim held the other way. So whether we understand the issue or not, it gets worse from here. I mentioned yesterday during the Drosha, yesterday's Haftarah almost didn't fit into Mishanichas Adamar B'Mesimcha. It sounded like it was three weeks material. Somebody asked me afterwards, well, the last couple of Pesukim were nice. I said, the last couple of Pesukim were put there to balance it out because we don't want to end in a sour note. One of the only Pshatim that I have, I'm sure there's many more, is what we mentioned in the Drosha. It was the discussion of how to tie in Perm to Pesach, what was the Kimu Kiblu, what was the Chorban all about, what they came back with. If you were here, um, then good. If not, 
then we'll try to get it recorded somewhere. We're not finished with it yet. It's going to tie into Pesach and Shavuos also, so hopefully we'll get it. But I think it's crucial, and I don't think it's a mistake that Haftari was talking about this, because that's the whole discussion of what they were macabre and what went wrong, which is what we're discussing over here. So it's very Nagea. Uh, the Pasuk, if you brace yourself on Chavzayin, is going to talk about Exera that's coming, the Chorban, that if you wouldn't know the rest of Navi, which is not a good idea, it would sound somewhat final. Our enemies would want us to believe that it was final and Hashem traded us in. And the important news is that's not happening, not now, not later. And Yecheskel Navi says quite the favorish, Hoya Lo'esiyya. You want to be traded in after the Chorban? They thought uh, we don't have to keep mitzvahs anymore because Hashem doesn't want us anymore. And the Gemara Sanhedrin, which we brought down, said that their Taina, they said, Rabbeinu Yecheskel, Isha is given a get by her husband, and uh, Eved that's given a get shikhar by the Adon. Uh, do they have any tainas in each other? Do they have any shibudim? Do they have any responsibilities? No. So we're out of here. We're finished. And Yecheskel Navi said, it's not happening, and it's not true, and you're still owned, you're still meshubid, and Hashem still cares about you, and He's still going to save you. Hence, perm. That was part of the message. And it's important to review that in your mind before you read Chav Zion, otherwise you're going to have uh, Yish. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the... Pe- that's the well, yeah, that was by the Assessor Shvatim, but if anything, that would be blamed on Ephraim. The, the banner of the Assessor Shvatim is called under Ephraim. So it means the Melech, despite the tshuva that he did. They, yeah, they were, wasn't that long ago, and the damage was still there. And Rylodover is going to be that Yeshio thinks he got rid of everything, and he didn't because it's pretty entrenched. That's why it's mentioning it now. We'll get to that shortly. So now you brace yourself for Chav Zayin. Vayem HaShem, Gam is Yehuda Osir me'alponai, Kasher ha'sireisis Yisrael, ma'asti esayir azois. I'm going to throw out the people, Yehuda and all the people under Yehuda, I'm going to reject the city of Yishalayim here as I say, Shabachati, as Yishalayim, as Abayas, as Sharmati, as Shemisham, and the house, meaning the base of Mikdish. The people, the city, the base of Mikdish. The Yeser, Divri Yoshio, Kola Shaasa, Halahim, Ksufim, Al Sefer, Divri Yom, Lamach Yehuda. And as we always sign off, there are many other great things that he did, written down in the Chronicles of, I call it Chronicles, not Divrei Yamim, because we're going to see Divrei Yamim soon. That's called in English Chronicles, but that's not what it means over here. The Sefer Divrei Yamim, the Malchus Yehuda, was a private log of what was going on in the Malchus. What appears in Malachim Beis as almost a footnote, we know it's not, we know it's actually the main story. Almost a footnote is going to be elaborated on in Divrei Yamim. If you read Divrei Yamim alone, you also don't get the picture. You can read the Gemara and Tainus and the Medrash, and then all the Achorinim, which we will see in Mitzvah Shem this week and next week. Right now, it looks like a footnote. Yes, sir, Divya Yoshio, Kosher, also, Lahem Ksuvim, sounds like we're basically finished. So, you want to see any other details? Look in the, the log of the Malchi Yudah, and then it mentions, Chavtez, B'yamav Allah Paranachoy, Melech Mitzrayim, Al Melech Asher, Al Naaparos. Paro Melech Mitzrayim, who we haven't heard from in a long time. Hashem, comes to fight a battle with Melech Asher, ostensibly al Pras. So which means he's going north, way north. And he asks for a safe passage through Eretz Yisrael. 
Eretz Yisrael, not coincidentally, is put at the crossroads of civilization then and always, and to get to fight this battle, the quickest, easiest way is straight up through Eretz Yisrael. So he sends a melech, we're going to read this momentarily in Devayam, he sends a message to Yoshio, you should know I'm coming next Tuesday morning, don't mind us, just 100,000 soldiers walking through, and we mean no harm, and we're just headed north, which was true. Certainly dangerous and menacing if you have 100,000 soldiers walking through and they're not Yidin, that often doesn't bode well. If they're not from your country, even friendly soldiers, soldiers are not known for their Derech Eretz morality and Meshlukite in any army. Any army is not a Yiddish army. Yiddish army, they only took the Tzadikim then, and it wasn't the standing army. And Yoshio didn't like the sound of it in the first place, and he has many reasons why he's not going to allow it and say loy with an olive, which is going to trigger a war. He's going to go to war and he's going to get killed. This is the very short version. The Krasai doesn't mean to greet him, it means to fight him. And he's killed. Not only does he lose the battle, he's killed first and the battle's over. Everybody else runs, and they become sort of a vassal state of Pyro, Melech Mitzrayim, even before they get to taste what's going on with Bavel, which is shocking to everybody, and we're going to elaborate in a moment. The Yemesel b'Megiddo Kir Oisai The way it writes it over here, it's almost, not only does it sound like a footnote, it's like, he went to greet him, which means he went to fight him, and when he saw him, he killed him. Sounds like finished before it started and that's what happened there, there are no reports of casualties we don't even know what happened if there was any battle that ensued after that it sounds like they lost the Melech and everybody retreated which is likely the, what happened and Barisa so sounds like it was immediate and it was which begs the question we're going to discuss it sounds like it was a mismatch Yoshio was a very capable leader and king besides the Tzadik Yisraelim so if he's wrong how can he be that wrong so that's what we're going to discuss. But pretty clear from the Pusuk, there was no battle here. He went to battle, freed him, and he was killed in the first five seconds of the battle. So that, that's going to beg all the questions. Uh, something went very wrong over here. Pasuk Lamed, Ve'yekivu, Avada Meis, Me'begidav, Yivu, Yishalayim, Bikvaru, Bikvarasai. Had a full burial. This is part of the Avtacha, if you remember. The Nevuah that was given was a lot longer than what we just saw in Pasuk of Zion, that Hashem is going to reject the people, the city, and the base of Mikdash, temporarily. The Nevoah before was given that Yoshio, when he sent the delegation to Hulda, wanted to hear good news encouragement, and all he got was Hashem's going to wipe out the people like you wipe a plate, clean a plate, and put it, put it in the rack and turn it over. And the only silver lining was that Yoshio was told he's not going to see it. He's not going to see it, and he was killed, and he's not going to see the now sliding uh, avalanche toward the Churban, and he gets a Kvura with full honors. They were able to bring him back. So that's the Nechama somewhat for Yoshio. Not going to be much a Nechama for Klai. As a matter of fact, the, the whole Maisa is going to be so shocking for them. If you want to be Malamed Schus, which is hard to do, because they should still be doing Tshuva, but the Sadiqim at this point, and the Bananim who were thinking of becoming a Sadiqim, we're so shocked emotionally from what happened. 
from one minute to the next, they lost their king who was doing such incredible things for the country, and Ruchnius and Gashmius, and he's gone. The whole thing was so unexpected. The whole war was so unexpected and uninvited that it was a tremendous Nisayan to their Bitochen Amuna, and most of them were not passing because the change was so traumatic that they couldn't handle it, and they said, if this is what happens to the Melot Tzaddik, this is the classic Tzaddik, without knowing the background, without knowing what's really going on, because Yoshio didn't fully know what was going on, and without knowing Seid HaGogulim, of why Yoshio was killed so instantly, and why he suffered so much before he died. He was pierced with 300 arrows. He was bleeding all over the place. It's pretty, pretty horrific, despite the silver lining that he died before the Horban. And people were searching for answers, and it's not easy. There were more people, there were notable exceptions, and incredible uh, heroes in the Holocaust, but it's a lot easier to make Bali nowadays when everything is wonderful and the sun is shining and they treat us normally and we uh, are not suffering, not financially and not from persecution, and we have freedom than it is facing ghettos and gas chambers. Were there people who became Balichufa from nothing seeing that? Yes, incredible stories. Were there more people who went off after that? Definitely. That's not a taina on them, certainly not a, a taina chas shalom on a kashbaruch who's drachim, which uh, we'll never understand but it's challenging. And that's what happened over here. They were, it was so shocking when they were caught with this matzah where even if they wanted to improve, we have no king now, we have no leader. Now we're in a mochama, this mochama, this particular battle ended quickly, but Pyro's going to come back now like a bad pun, penny and levy taxes and basically treat them as a puppet regime and appoint his own kings. Yoshio has sons, and we're going to learn a lot about them, but the person doing this election is not going to be Klaisol, not going to be the Sanhedrin, not going to be the Navi, it's going to be Pyro who's a puppet of a Baruch Hu, obviously, but he doesn't know that yet. And it's very hard to continue to do tshuva like this. Still possible, but very difficult. Yikach Amaretz. So right away, Yikach Amaretz. So it sounds like uh, the people made a quick decision. Well, we'll see. Not this week, not next week, that Pyro is going to be very involved in this. Yikach Amaretz says, Yo, Ochoz ben Yoshiyov, Yimshcho Asav, Yemlich so they make a pick, which Pyro is not going to like. And he's going to do something about it. But we'll get there later. Let's go to the Pesach. Uh, you have a Navi, in case anybody didn't get this. Divrei Yamim in that sheet. So if anybody just walked in, yes. Remember, Yoshio had full dominion over Sarasashvatam also. So he picked a place of battle where he was able to maneuver freely, which he did. Armies move quickly if they're on the march, and Yoshio at least wanted to pick a battle where he's going to have a fair chance. The raya that he had full jurisdiction was this raya that he picked Megiddo, which is not in the territory of Yehuda, the natural territory, and he had no problem setting up camp and meeting him there because he was the effective king over the Ersesh whoever came back, which we saw last week. So that was probably just strategically the best spot. Yeah. So there are many chalukim. Divrei Yamim is to teach us certain lessons that are things going on in the background. It almost reads as part of Tanakh. 
almost reads like the Madrashim and the Gemaras that give us the background. And the Navi often wants, there's so much to put in, the Navi puts in enough information that we should know what went wrong. And Divriyam is almost like a commentary. And that's why we refer to it, if we had more time, we would read every single Pasuk, but then we'd be learning Divriyam. But we've referred to it enough where often there's one Pasuk and now we're going to have a whole Peric giving us the background. It's pretty clear. Let me first bring it down over here. I want to show you inside so we get a fuller understanding. It's pretty clear that we're signing off and now we're telling the background of where he died and how he died. And clearly what's missing is why he died, why he got killed. The Pesukim of Yama aren't going to tell us the full story either. Uh, the problem with this particular sugya, as I mentioned to Nagdama, is that you're finished with the Gemara and Tainus and the Medjish, you still have to tell the story. So it's so, this particular point is so complex but so vital, the, the Navi is never going to spell it out in the Pesach anyway. Either will, you'll see right now, either will the Pesach and Yama is just going to give us a little more background information. Yes? Why was it written in a way that, why not just have one comprehensive uh, viewpoint? There, there's no one answer to that. As we, as we go along, I show you what's in Divriyam and what's here. There are many, uh, many angles on what's left in, but it's not one cohesive answer. Right. It's each time you have to look I'm at... Not, just this thing, I'm saying in general, to expand on this question, like why not have... Why was Divriyam set as... A, why was it... Why that's, was I'm it comparing set? it almost like a medrash. It's just that it's a lot earlier. Divriyam starts off with a million names. And yet, we know from Chazal that many of the names are the same people. Moshe Rabbeinu, ten names listed, and the Chazal tell us that's all Moshe Rabbeinu. And you'll learn out different midas of what Moshe Rabbeinu was and who he was and where he came from. You can't have all that. That's like asking, why do we have Torah Shabal Peh with Torah Shabbat Why don't you just put it all in Torah Shabbat What's unique about it is this happens to all be Torah Shabbat But it's not surprising that as time went on, and Nevi'im, remember, if it's in Torah Shabbat it was written by Nevi'im. So it's the last of the things included with Megillah Sester. Kisun the Darius was a big debate where they put it, but it's the same Kufa. Two years after Perm, we already started discussing Binyan Abayas and Mordechai. We're talking about Ashkenaz and over here. And then you have Ezra and Nehemiah. It's basically the same Kufa. And they're looking back to interpret and to give us an understanding based on the Messiah of what happened. Melachim Beis is a long time before, not hundreds and hundreds of years, but it wasn't that generation. So it's a, a look-back commentary on how to filter the information to get more information to give us a fuller story, and the rest is still left to Teresh Abalpeh. And this is going to be a great example. With the Psukim, which is ten times the amount of a description that we have over here, we're going to need much Teresh Abalpeh to explain this. Yes? But Yes, and it's giving us more hints. And we're going to see the hints, but everything we do here is 2020 hindsight. It's easier to see the hints when you have chazals and rishayim and achronim. But they didn't need the fact that we keep ha- writing more Torah Shabbat Pez because the beauty of Torah Shabbat Pez, as each generation gets further away and Scott Raderis, you write more and explain more and elaborate because we understand less and we need to explain it more. That's the beauty of Teresh Baal Peb. But definition has to be Baal Peb, because every generation needs the flavor of, with all our Rishayinim and Achreinim and, and art scrolls and commentaries and everything, we still need Teresh Baal Peb. You still can't go to Yeshiva and figure out a kihuzeh off the street of what in the world is going on, unless you have a Rebbe. Because you don't know what, where to look, what to emphasize. 
you still, people have, have asked me that. They said, well, finally, we're writing down all of Tarish and and which is all Esau, Hashem, my favorite service. You're not supposed to write it down for this reason. You shouldn't think it's finite. And everything's here. So you can mamish become about Baal from zero to 60 and figure everything out. That's not true. You could think you figured everything out. You still need to know, you need to be held by the hand every step of the way. What's Iker, what's not, what to emphasize, what, which fact and which detail you're putting into the story, what lesson you're supposed to come out with. That you still need to talk about Pound there. Discussing yesterday with the Bachram, uh, the Pella is a very complex sugya, but Esther was Mesonefesh, a Chiddush Nifla, she's allowed to do what she did to almost become also Labayla, and she was saving Klai Yisrael, and so did Yalashas Hevrakani, both of them are Chiddush and Islam, that, that's even Mutram. And yet, Revi Shainam holds that had it transpired like that, which it didn't, by the way. She had a couple of parties, Baruch Hashem, and she never became also Labayla, that's the good news. But had it happened the way she thought she might have to do it, she'd become also Labayla. And I pointed out to them, Derek Agav, that that might sound to people unfair. Here she's Mason Efesh for Klaizom, she's giving everything up, and we're celebrating, and she's still in the palace. Don't forget that. We're partying, she allows us to party. She's stuck in the palace the rest of her life. But the rest is an Ainus, when she volunteers, Baratsam, and Kasher Avaditi Avaditi. So how, can you have something where you're doing all the right things and you're pushing to do the right things and the Pesach agrees with you even though it's a Chiddush Nifla? At the same time, the collateral damage is becoming Does that sound like it fits? The answer is it's unfortunate, but it absolutely fits. The fact that you're doing the right thing and there might be collateral damage is not a steerer. You need Teresh about me. You need a Messerah for all this. Otherwise you'd say, well, if it's going to trigger this, it must be it's wrong because why would it have Asa it's a good kasha, but that's not a tiyuftu. You never find that. You have to put all that together. That's part of the Messiah. That's not, maybe somebody wrote up that point already, but if somebody wrote it up, it was recent. But you have to be able to put all this together, and it's complicated. So you still need, still need Teresh about that. With that, let's go to the Pesukim Yes? Is it a fair question to ask the author? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yes, so we had. So we had it. It was, as, as was evolved, but the, keep in mind, this is not a tkufa that is way, way past. We're, we're headed to the Chorban. Chorban by Yisrishan. Where the 70 years were, Achashverosh couldn't figure out either, which is why I made the party a bit too early, but it wasn't that early. So let's take an even century in between. But the Pesukim over here are being, we're signing off from Yeshio. the Chorban's not here yet, and then we're jumping to... Uh, to something which is a, a recap, but the recap of Divya Yom starts from other region. It's not, Divya Yom is not just about this. We're pretty deep into Divya Yom. Uh, if you can give me a copy, one copy of... Uh, what I have over here? Thank you. So I think you had a... Yeah, it's a lower level, right. That's not comparing it to a measure. It's just not an exact... Measure is part of Torah, about Peh, but it's, it's really the same kasha. Why not just write everything down in Novi? It doesn't... Doesn't work that way, and as you explain more now, the struggle of Kitsun Ladaris was a major deal. Kitsun Ladaris Esther sent the message, Esther and Mordechai, to the Sanhedrin. Can we write this down and make it part of Tanakh? There was a lot of pushback, nothing personal, of course. There was a debate in the Sanhedrin with the Ashkenaz, the Delvinim that were there. Is Tanakh closed? Is it too late? Is it. So this is the same Tkufa as Divrayamim, and they and it was a nice Nister, and it was part of the Messiah that there were many Nisim going on, but it was Nister. Should we write about it? Do we have to write about it? What's the what's the Milo? What's the Kasar? We know the decision was as part of Tanakh. 
but it's not Tanvim. But it's part of Tanah. But even that was at the bay because they knew that the Kufu was closing. And they knew that everything that's going to be used as commentary afterwards is going to be pure Torah Pair. You can explain what you want after the Nevi'im Iksuvim and explain what's going on, which we're doing. It's still not going to be written down as part of Tanakh. So that was part of that, uh, part of that decision. But yes, there's, there's Tairuth, there's Nevi'im Iksuvim, and different Madrigas within Nevi'im. Let's go to the passing of Divrayam. Divrayam Beis, Perek Lamed Hay. There is no Divrayam Aleph and Beis. I always try to remember and remind you of that. There's no Shmuel Alpha, Shmuel Beis. This is all uh, the device of the uh, church to debate and quote chapter and verse. Yes, they couldn't count high enough to uh, put it all in one and make more prokem. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the problem was, but they had an issue uh, finding things. So, Divriyam Beis, Perek Lamed Hei, Pasig Yates. Again, we start right now with the positive news. He caused the Hesarius, made a Pesach like they hadn't had in a long time. And I started with that, could have gone back further, because it was a description of what he did before that as well. But before we jump at the Pesach Chaf, I wanted to remind everybody and show the contrast. Pesach says he did cause Chuvi, cleaned up, got rid of the Avodah to the best of his ability. And he made this wonderful, incredible Pesach where everybody came. Acharei kolzois, Pesach Despite, Acharei over here means despite all this. Shehechen yeshiyo asabayis, Allah nechoi melech mitzvahim lilochem nechachemish. Now, the Pesach here does the contrast for us. Acharei kolzois, despite all his accomplishments and all his goodwill and all the things he has yet to accomplish, he's a young man. Pyro comes. To fight a battle somewhere else, not in Eretz Yisrael, Ha'achemish, Ha'pras, Yetzir Likrasa Yeshio, and Yeshio comes to stop him. V'yishloch Elav Malachem Leimar. This is a messenger from the Egyptian army with the following letter. Or maybe he said it Baal Peh, or he read it. Ma'li V'loch Melch Yudah. So Paranachai gets word that there's a Jewish army being assembled to greet him and stop him. And he sends a letter. He says, what's the matter with you? What are you starting up with me? Is that no shaykhs to you whatsoever? He's explaining his position. He thought maybe he got a, a misinformed that there was an attack coming in Israel. He says, no, no, peaceful intentions. I have a different war to fight. My battle is up north. Velokim, I'm reading that Lashem Kaidish because believe it or not, he means it as Hashem Kaidish. Some people get very from in strange places, but he meant it. Velokim Amar Levahaleni, Hashem caused me to rush. I'm in a big rush and I have on good word, like Yeshaya Hanavi, very from. I know from Yeshaya, yeah, this Melech Mitzrayim is quoting Yeshaya Hanavi to the Melech Yisrael Yoshio that this is a divine move. I'm fighting a war up north. It has nothing to do with you. Stay away and don't start trouble and it could be dangerous for you. Now, this is a machlekes, but I'm going to pick one sheet just to explain it. In the same sentence, this is not a stira to Melech Mitzrayim. This is where they all talked. They were of the Avodah. They believed in gods. 
So it wasn't a steer to them. I have a nice word from Yoshio, uh, Yeshaya Novi. I, I believe that. It was a Jewish God and Lahabdul, Bachmalafah, and the other gods. And it wasn't a, didn't, didn't bother them. Even though we, we can't uh, disagree more, and it's the basis for uh, the only uh, religion that uh, started and has it right. But for him, that wasn't a steer. Chadalacha me Elohim asher imi. So he starts off saying, excuse me, your highness, uh, just a message from your God through your Navi. I'm supposed to be going over there. You're not supposed to be over here. And you go home and have a nice day. And if you don't, now we get to the threatening part of the sentence. If you don't, the gods with me, sitting in this chariot with 17 different gods, the gods who are traveling with me are going to get you and destroy you if you don't back down. Pretty friendly message. He starts off, Good morning. Uh, the good news is I'm going to fight over there and your God agrees and nothing to do with you. You can go home now and you have better things to do. If you don't, I'm going to absolutely destroy you. And my gods are going to see to it that you're destroyed. Now, what this did over here, just the, I have to do this in layers, what this did to Melech Yoshio was not what he planned on, to say the least. He figured he starts off with a from, with a from raid, which was hap- happens to be correct that there was a nevuah outstanding which Pyro knew about because it was about him. And you can look this up. We'll see from the Mephresh and they're going to reference it. You can look this up in the Navi. Yirmiyot talks about these. He quotes his Rebbe, Yeshaya, that there's going to be a battle and the Mithrim are going to go fight Ashur and then they're going to fight each other and they're going to kill each other. It's going to be Gavaldi because we're not going to be involved. We don't have to be involved. We're not supposed to be involved. And he knew that and he's just letting him know. It's, I don't know if you heard about this. I thought you did, but apparently you didn't because he's coming to fight me. This is not about you. Go home and have a nice day and go be Marbet's Taylor and do whatever you're supposed to be doing. And uh, nothing to do with you. And then he finishes off the sentence that uh, if you don't do that, my gods are going to destroy you, which was a bad move on his part. But If you're starting off with a firm message, why not start off? If you don't believe me, why don't you ask the Navi now? Yermiel's around. Talk to him. It's going to be part of the issue over here. Once Yoshio heard that he's being threatened by Avodazaras, that it's a king, a foreign king, standing by his Avodazaras, now he can't, he feels, he can't back down. It'll be a chil Hashem. So what the world's going to say, he says he scared him out of his wits with his uh, Zeus and his gods from Alexandria and from the, from the pharaohs and, uh, and the Melch Yisrael back down. It says, nothing doing. Now, if I had any Havamina, which he did, because I'm sure he was, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that should have told him not to fight. Is if I had Havamina of going home, I'm not going home now, because I can't. You just dared me in the name of your gods, and you drew a line in the sand. I, I can't walk away from this. So if you want to know what Yoshi was thinking, he's more incensed from a zealous religious point of view, positive zealous religious point of view, than he was before. And he had reason to be upset before him, which we'll discuss. He didn't turn around. He now prepared in full uh, battle gear to face him. And he didn't listen to the first part of the message, which was correct, that Pyro was quoting from the Navi, from Akash Baruch Next page. Actually, go to page three. He comes to face him in battle. And we're not going to end off on a bad note. Remind me, we're up to Pasuk Chav Gimel. Uh, because I want to go to the Pele Yates. Yes, there are, as I said, there are a portion that hold.
it would have made more sense for Paranachat to finish off a sentence with some uh, even-keeled uh, message, like he's talking about a true God, to so finish off, why not? Like, what's, what's your problem? Well, the problem is he was an open of Azar, and he wanted to scare him with his gods, but yes, the armor version that say he meant it by both. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big machlaik, it's the medrash. And the Nuar. So uh, I picked that, that other shot because many of Farsham say that's what got Yoshio really stuck, which makes sense because he felt at this point, even if he wanted to turn around, he couldn't. So, yeah. yeah so, based on that, then maybe Yoshio didn't because he was doing it to Which is, he had other good reasons also, which we will miss and discuss in the coming weeks. Putting all that aside, because I haven't read I'm trying to build up a case for Yoshio because he deserves that we should build up a case before we demolish the case. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to build it up because he, he's a tzaddik. The question is what went wrong. Okay, we will see that in Mitzvah Shem next week. Let's go to the Pelayets. We were discussing Chachma yesterday. Part of Chachma, we always managed to have a clear tie-in between the Pelayets and the Navi, even though this is probably the only sheer around that has Pelias right after learning about Yoshio Amela, but there's always a tie-in. A Chachma is made up of a small amount of IQ. We spoke about this yesterday, and this can't be underestimated uh, in terms of potential. People think, yeah, whatever the IQ is, it is what it is, and can't really go that far. Hashem wanted me smarter, I'd be smarter. Uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, he spent yesterday discussing Yagata Matzasa Tamin. It all depends on your amelus, your sweating, and your desire to grow in your learning and your decision-making in life. And decision-making in life is a small amount of chachma. Some would say that the chacham gets more chachma, but it's not totally in what you're given that much. It's totally in what you make of it. And despite uh, whatever science might tell you, Whatever your natural IQ might be, and that raging debate forever on how you even measure that, it's irrelevant. If you push and you try, and you daven and you cry and you sweat, you will get smarter. And that is so underdeveloped and so unnoticed. In the secular world, it's argued with. They will say, there's no such thing. We know the exact opposite, and your growth in Chachma only helps you in your in your learning, decision-making process, and your ability to uh, assemble a plan to avoid Averis, and all that depends on Siat Deshmaya. So all the people that tell you that, and there's so many Chazals and so many Midrashim that emphasize this, it just, it's not emphasized enough. And that's why you have many Bochram in their learning who, they didn't have total Yish, they just say, okay, uh, Rabbi Kivager, I'm not. So who said? Uh, who said doesn't mean you're going to write truth, Rabbi Kivager, Chadish Rabbi Kivager? It just means that you're already giving it to Atzasiyetz but selling yourself short because you think you're over here and you can't imagine being over here and you think whatever it is it is, I got an 81 on the test, so I'm an 81, I'm not a 92. It's irrelevant. What you are now is not indicative of future performance, like the perspectives tell you, tells you when the, uh, if you're looking into a hedge fund, they're trying to protect themselves, but in Ruchnius it's even more true. There's no shaykhs. It depends on your trilis and your schusim and your siyat and your amelis. Um, even a very smart person, decision-making process, like Melech Yoshio, who was very, very smart, had a huge amount of uh, schusim, already under his belt from himself and from David Melech, from Asa and Yoshafat and Chizkiyo and all the other great kings. And um, 
we'll see you next week. At the end of the day, he made the wrong decision. We wouldn't have done any better, but you need a lot of siyat to make the right decision. That has nothing to do with IQ. He wasn't missing anything in the intellect department. And that's what Chachma is all about. You have to raise the agenda yourself, raise the bar yourself, and that's all up to you. Which he discusses now, page Reish, Tezva, which is Reish Yadalid, in the second paragraph. Reish Yadalid, Hine. Hine ki nekei mishachanu Hashem das. There's some rudimentary level of das. Roy lo litzchok likanet b'muflemenu. It's exactly what we just said. Muflemenu means whatever das you think you have, strive for something higher. Muflemenu. Muflemenu is something that's hidden. Mufla. You're not going to reach. Dafka, go after something a little bit higher. Don't jump too many madregas at once, but try to capture and conquer something you can't think you touch. Bezeas apov, with sweat, toil, tears, that's tefillah, and hard work. That's what this is all about. Couldn't spell it out more plainly. Their people never heard of this, you said. And they put themselves in the... Uh, the, we hope there's no vote. People told me that they were in classes, they had all sorts of things. Who's going to succeed? Who's not going to succeed? Most likely to succeed. You can't know that because it depends on his from Kite and Yerushalayim and Kayach So it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with even his, his Yichus. Yichus is a nice plus, but uh, it has nothing to do with that either. Yichus could be I don't want to say the words are kitru. It can go in the opposite direction because if more is expected of you and you don't perform, that could be worse for Siyat Hashemayim, not better. It can be a tremendous tool, but it's one tool of many. The next Achilles heel of any bacher who is trying to succeed in their learning. I hear this all the time as well. I know we had a shmooz bacher come over. I know we had a shmooz uh, two weeks ago and I took what you said to heart. Usually this is a core of the uh, schmooze material. And I davened really hard, and I sweated over a thesis and uh, Rabbi Kiv Eger. And just two weeks later, I don't see a huge difference. I try to hold myself back from smiling or laughing. That's like, he, in two weeks, he wants to know why he doesn't fully understand it from top to bottom before he, two weeks ago he could hardly read it. So I said, let me just tell you something I'll probably have to repeat many times. You have to measure this in years or decades, not weeks. It just doesn't work like that. Like a guy coming in fresh and he wants to learn uh, um, code writing for computers. And then he just um, he started off, okay, there's a zero and a one. Okay, took him two weeks to figure out what that has to do with computers. And then he's trying to move on. He can't understand why he's not writing material yet. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile. Is going to happen if the Yetzirah allowed you to see progress in two weeks. He wouldn't be a very good Yetzirah. The Yetzirah would be falling, falling down on his job. Yetzirah is here to block any realization of any progress. And if there is progress, he's going to try to put it down and say, well, that's not really progress, and, and try to give you yish. And uh, all the things are here to block that realization. And certainly in two weeks, it's going to be very hard to see. So our job as parents and Mechanchem is to give them a wider look of things and promise them that when you turn around, you're going to notice after years and years of work that all of a sudden you know a lot more than you think you'd ever know, and you're a lot further along in your ability to build on that. And so he says, yem, 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 yes, das. This is happening day by day, hour by hour. It doesn't mean you're going to perceive it as such. And the Yetzirah is here to make sure we don't notice it. 
Achayeda Lahavin Dover Mitag Dover. You can understand the Panemius and the Lumdus of it. Baladun Dover Midover. Achay Royal Yes Mara Rabbi Israel. It doesn't mean that if you don't become a Pesik, you didn't accomplish. It means you have to know, I say this in the share often. If you remember when we learn things slowly be in that there's a Shaila here, there's a Kasha here, there's a Lumdus here. And you just remember from the Chazara that we try to sneak in, the first pushback of the Yitzhahar is against any Chazara whatsoever. The Yitzhahar knows if you don't Chazara anything, you never remember anything, and you really feel you're not accomplishing. So I try to always sneak in Chazara from yesterday, a week ago, a year ago, two years ago, if you haven't noticed that yet. Uh, why am I sneaking it in? Why don't we do it officially? We don't have enough time during this year, and uh, people automatically are trained by the Yitzhahar. If you, if you catch and get wind of the fact that it's Chazara, you'll space out for two minutes. I know that already. I'm trying to add a new point and layer it on that, but that's the Yitzhar. So you have to know that whether you get to Mararal Yisrael or you are smart enough at least to notice a Shaila and understand what's at stake and what the Hakira is, you've accomplished a tremendous amount. Fiyadua, another two minutes. Fiyadua Sharetza Eliska is Lakisra Shal If you want to be Zaycha to any of this, the crown of Teirat Sarashi, Lachibi Yaseira, Shkidaraba Yem and Velayla, the key. Is not the IQ. The key is the amount of time you can put in, Shkida Rabba, that's Asmoda, and Chibia Seira, Chuka and Cheshek to grow. Shiavakesh, Alecha, as Begadil's Lahavin, is Hadavra Akosha, and Tadavin, Tokosh Baruchu, you should have the understanding. Rav Amo, the Yagir Rabba. Kfar Amru, which we started with, Emyemel, Lacha, Yagati, Vilamatsasi, Al Tamen. And if you keep on doing this, you will definitely find the MS and get there according to the Madrig you're supposed to reach, and if you claim you didn't, don't believe him. And conversely, if a person says, I got there and understand everything without working too hard, he also is fooling himself. And we'll save the Arizal for next Shabbos.